All right, Primo, now it's time to talk football. NFL Week 5 just passed. We're going into NFL Week 6. To me, NFL Week 5 has to do with has to be the number one story has to be this uh rough in the passer penalty going on uh i think it cost atlanta the game um there's a there's been a couple other last week that plus roughing the passer penalties that were crazy i don't know what these defenders are supposed to do primo when it comes to the quarterback and hitting them how do they hit them they can't go below the waist they can't go above the shoulders now apparently they can't roll them. They can't slam them to the ground. Like I don't know what what these guys are gonna do, Primo. Yeah, I I think one of the things that I uh, in seeing those rough, roughing the passive penalties is I I get what they're trying to do. I I, I love hearing Michael Wilbon talk about how much this was like a Brady rule, particularly in that game. Um. But I think one of the things that I think they do need to look out for that they seem to be checking now more often is is not in just the way that they roll the quarterback, but like it's like the flinging of the guy, right? And it's like, you know, I think defensive players know when they have a quarterback in a vulnerable position, they can toss him to the ground. And those are the things where you kind of do have to make sure that you're on top of them and getting them on those calls because we saw with Tua, if you get these lighter, smaller quarterbacks that come into the league who can run the ball, you could fling those guys if you're 300 pounds, 280 pounds, and, and you know, deadlifting 500 pounds, bench pressing 400 pounds. So they got to really watch out for player safety in that sense. But it is, you know, pretty shady when it comes out the most against Tom Brady in a big game like that. Yeah, but it, it, it just looks like in that moment... Where it's a third down, they don't get it. Now Atlanta can get the ball back to win the game. It just seemed fishy to me. Again, all this stuff always seems to be for Tom Brady. Um, but like I think this week also was just an overcorrection of the NFL trying to uh, put what happened to Tua behind them. Right? There's a lot of overcorrection. Even in the Miami game where Bridgewater was uh he got hurt. Um, I don't think he got a concussion. But they definitely, like, he passed the protocol. He passed a new protocol, okay, that they put out there. But they still didn't want to put him out there. And I just feel like he really didn't have a concussion. But they were just overcorrecting, being overly sensitive, overly everything. Uh, to counteract what happened and just trying to say, look, we're we're moving forward. We're protecting these players better. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that uh, that that so much was like a my. I mean, a NFL thing with the regards to Bridgewater. I think that's Miami realizing like if we mess this up again, or this guy goes out and actually gets hit again. Like, what does this mean for our franchise and what's happening? You know, in the league with regards to us. So, and also. Yeah, I'd much rather see that than them risking it and hurting Teddy Bridgewater. Particularly, like, Bridgewater's just had such bad luck with injuries. To see, like, him and Tua, right? To see two particularly black quarterbacks go out in that way um, would be, like, bothersome to me with regards to, like, just these guys, you know, remaining healthy and whether Miami's protecting people. But, you know, I think the NFL, 
again, I'd much rather see them being extra careful after they've messed up than for them to like pretend like this is not an issue and not happening. Um, but I, I do think you're right with what your original point is. That, how is a guy supposed to hit now in the league? And how do you make this like competitive? I think a lot of it is just like unlearning a lot of like defensive strategies um, where guys like lower their heads, right? And like blow people up. Um, I feel like there was a a run this week in the middle of the field. I got to go back and think about which game that was. There's an open field tackle and the running back like lowered lowered the boom on, on the safety and like dropped his head and went help. He initiated helmet to helmet and, you know, fortunately for that safety, he kind of like got out of the way. It looked like he got trucked, but he was able to like grab the leg and like bring the guy down. What are you supposed to do as a defensive player when you have offensive players, you know, leading with their head and, and like trying to initiate like a major, major impact in that way? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I heard, uh, was it Ryan Clark this week? Who still has me blocked on on Instagram, by the way. Uh, Ryan Clark, he uh, he said, like, if I, if I, I wouldn't, uh, what did he say? He said, he said, I, I wouldn't uh, raise my kids up to play defense anymore, right? Because they're so, like, it is so negative on the defensive side. They play the they pay the most fines, right? And what are they supposed to do? What are, and that's what he brought up. What are you supposed to do when the offensive player, you're aiming for their midsection and then they change their levels at the last minute and then all of a sudden, you know, and I see that a lot. Like I think the uh, the college game, I don't know if you know the the targeting penalties, it's so crap. Like they get uh any kind of helmet to helmet uh whether it's intentional or not gets called, they get thrown out of that game and then they get thrown out of the first half of the next game and it's just yeah yeah it's just like overreaction I don't, I don't know what defenders are supposed to do um i would like to see like i understand how we're being extra sensitive for these head traumas but it seems like we're only being extra sensitive uh to the quarterbacks there was a bunch of wide receivers that took a bunch of hits uh chris olavi uh took a, took a big hit um, there are some other wide receivers that I saw took big hits, shook it off, and went right back in the game. We don't seem to be overly sensitive about them or anybody else. It just seems to be a quarterback-led thing. We need to protect the quarterbacks and really nobody else. So, all right, pretty Now let's talk about these games, man. Let's talk about Week Five. Was there any game to you that stood out as a big momentum shift or anything that that stood out to you from Week Five? Yeah, I think in looking at the games, there was, I felt like there was a lot of games that I really wasn't that interested in, right? But one game that I thought was interesting, that was a really close game and really important for both teams, um, was that Chargers-Cleveland game. And I know we've been talking a lot, right, about the, the AFC West and how important that is and how excited we were about that. And yet at the same time, when we think about Cleveland and the drama with Deshaun Watson, um, when I think of Cleveland, I think of that running game, right? I think of Nick Chubb, I think of Kareem Hunt, and I think of all of the, uh, um, you know, the potential that that offense has um, to be able to kind of like dominate teams, uh, particularly like late in the season and in bad weather. Um, but I thought that was interesting how close that game was. Uh, Eckler 
Austin Eckler went off in that game, 173 rushing yards. I can't remember the last time that I remember seeing or hearing somebody have 173 rushing yards. But quite honestly, if I was, I would have thought it would have been on the other side and it would have been Nick Chubb. But that game was just really interesting to me with regards to those divisions. Um, and so that game stood out in my mind, especially looking at like what the score was and how down to the wire it went. Um, I don't know if you had a game like that. There was something that like really stood out to you as far as teams that like both needed a win and uh and it kind of came close to that well i want to say there um there's something not right with the chargers i can't figure it out what is going on i i'm thinking it's the coach man like he, he what he keeps doing going for fourth downs um in other teams area like it's i don't know there's something wrong with his coach i think he's on the hot seat because this Chargers team should be a lot better. Now, I know they're dealing with some injury and stuff, but uh, the fact that uh, um, Keenan Allen is tweeting during the game, like, what the hell are we doing? Right, calling, Pretty much yeah. calling out the coach during the game while at home. That's that's crazy. You never see anything like that. But, I mean, they won. Um, they should have beat Cleveland better than that. The game that stood out to me and um, is the beat down Buffalo gate Pittsburgh. All right, yeah. beat down. That thing was nasty, bro. Pittsburgh has never gotten beat like that. The last time I got beat like that was like in the fifties, I think. Um, and it was just nasty. And then Buffalo just came out and showed their dominance. I mean, I knew they were gonna win. I didn't think it was gonna be that big or that like. But two things showed out to me: the Buffalo is probably the best team in the NFL, right? And then that uh. That this ain't the Pittsburgh team that we all known for the past couple of decades, right? This ain't that. This team, Kenny Pickett is coming in. He didn't look too good. Um, this this ain't that team. They they're one of the bottom of the team. I think uh, Tomlin's streak of never having a losing record is definitely going to end this year. Yeah, yeah, it's got to. And just that, I don't know. So that that stood out to me. Also, what stood out to me was obviously Taysom Hill listened to our podcast last week before the game. And when we <laughs> called him out and said, where the hell is Taysom Hill? Because he went off. He went off. Yeah, he had he three did. rushing touchdowns, one passing touchdown. Like, holy crap. Okay, I see you. He, heard, he definitely heard it last week. Yeah, I got to see uh, when I was looking through, you know, like fantasy points and how teams were doing. And I was like... I remember seeing Hill and seeing, I was like, damn, Tyreek Hill's going off. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not that game. I was like, oh my God. I was like, Taysom Hill's doing this? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe just how many touchdowns he had in that game. That was insane. Yeah, he was um, He was pretty much dominant. I, I thought, you know, talking about that game, that, that New Orleans-Seattle game, I think I, I don't, you know, believe in Seattle in a way that, that they're going to, like, do anything in the playoffs or anything. But they put up points. Right, like that offense scores, and they're scoring in these like, you know, they're having high-scoring games. So that's really interesting because that's actually the complete opposite of what I thought was going to happen. Like I thought with Russell Wilson leaving, I was like, man, these guys are never going to score points. It's actually why I stayed away from um, DK Metcalf when we did our fantasy draft, right? Because he was on the board, and I was like, I, I want to get him, and yet I don't believe that he'll get the ball enough to be like impactful. And what's happening is Geno Smith is spreading it around, and they're they're finding ways to get those big name players um, the ball still. So that was that's really interesting to me about Seattle. Yeah, the resurgence of Geno Smith 
Um, I think this is the Geno Smith that uh, the Jets thought they, they were getting. Um, but like I, I don't know if this is just like this is what Geno Smith was all the, all the time, and he was just with a really bad organization. And so they couldn't bring that out on him. If he's just having a hot year for some reason, you know, a lot of players have that. Or they have this one year where they're just going crazy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, shout out to Geno Smith. He's definitely doing his thing this year. Uh, I think he's like a top five fantasy quarterback right now on my bench for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you got him. I, I got Geno, and he's on my bench because I got him. Herbert, and I just don't know what to do. And I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's balling out. Um, that Kansas City Raiders game was nuts. That yeah, was crazy. Was. Uh, the Raiders came out and looked dominant. I think they took a seventeen to three lead or seventeen to zero lead. And yeah. uh, I thought, oh, okay, Raiders gonna do the thing. And then just to let, just for the Raiders to do what the Raiders do and the Chiefs to do what the Chiefs like. Patrick Mahomes still front runner MVP to me. Um, he can. He, he just I, I feel like he's better without Tyreek Because he don't have to like rely on him And he can just spread it around to everybody Just throw it to everybody It's not just Tyreek and, and Kelsey Even though Kelsey had four tutties In the game Yeah, yeah four tutties were like 30 yards Receiving that, that was crazy They are all like red zone Yeah it like, was all red I zone think first Three yard in a one yard or something like that Yeah So but, yeah, I, I that, agree, man. I think, sorry, one thing that in bringing up uh, what you mentioned was somebody brought up uh, in the analyst of that game, they were like, not having Tyreek Hill is going to make him a better quarterback, right? Because he's going to have to like be more precise, hit other guys, as opposed to being able to like run around, chuck it up, and, and expect Tyreek Hill to make a, a big play. Um, and I think, you know, one of the other things about that game, which was really interesting, was at at the half they talked or it was either going into the half or coming out of the half but they talked to josh mcdaniels um and they asked him about you know you know what how did he feel about where they were at in the game and he and he brought up like that their goal all week was to play ahead because of how great this kansas team is and their ability to come back and so he was like he was talking confidently about like trying to play from ahead and and that's exactly what happened, right? Like Kansas City was just like, all right, like we know who you are, you know who we are, and we're just gonna we're gonna figure it out and come back and get you. And I, you know, they just that Mahomes Kelsey connection is just so dominant that it's like, damn, like you just never feel safe with those guys on the field. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think it's crazy, and even I'm doing it right when I'm talking about the best teams in the league. Like it, it takes me a while to get to Kansas City for some reason. And I don't know why that is. Like, I, I talk Buffalo, then Eagles, right? And then maybe I'm talking Kansas City. But I think maybe they should be. Like, they, they've they proven. Like, they they nobody's taking that title from them. So, I mean, it. They're just fucked. Yeah. Yeah, they're all right. Um, well, pretty much, let's move on to our pick going up to week six. Right? We, uh, we did absolutely horrible last week in our picks i hope you're not using <laughs> our picks to uh, bet on anything <laughs> because we totally stung up the blade you went over three last yep. week i went one for two and i only got saved by the patrick mahomes that we were talking about winning at one point lead that's the only reason that saved me 
Um, but this week, we're going to do better. I'm going to do better, right? Even with that one win, that means I take the lead in the overall competition that we got going on. Uh, so we're going to move on to this week, week six. Primo, I'm going to give you one of the big games of the week. If not the big game of the week, uh, Dallas versus Philly. This should be really good. It's a Sunday night game. Who you got, Primo? So I want to start by saying what I feel like I always want to say when we talk football is I hate the Dallas Cowboys. But on, a, on an objective level, I don't think that Dallas can keep up with Philly. I think Philly had a tougher game than people expected last week. Um, and it was a closer game than they expected, especially based off of what we saw from the, the first four weeks out of them. Um, and they still pulled it out. But really what I think is that I think the Philly defense um, – is too good and probably better than what Dallas has seen so far and what Cooper Rush has seen so far. Um, I think they're they're starting to get attention, but they were overrated. I mean, underrated. Sorry, that the Philly defense was underrated coming season. Um, but I'm also concerned with how the Dallas defense is going to make Jalen Hurts look. Right, I think they're going to expose him in certain ways where he's been able to make plays. Um, but all in all, I think Philly has too many weapons on offense but i think that defense um is too good and they're also playing in philly um which is a, a hostile environment so i'm going with philly for this week uh, against the cowboys yeah it's crazy i think the dallas cowboys and i said it last week and my mom was really surprised i said it like i think they're for real right they're they're a good team yep. um but they've been talking defense i don't know if you know the defense been talking a lot of tr trash to the media about Jalen Hurts and all this stuff and I just I don't like that karma. I'll definitely Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like you're talking a lot of crap before the game is definitely not w one way that I like to see cuz it, it always comes back to haunt you. And so yeah, I think Jalen Hurts going to have a big game. Yeah, so for your first game of the week, um and I'm sure you're going to enjoy this because it's within the Titans division, right? Um so the first game I got for you for this week is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts, which I'm sure, well, I was gonna say is probably the the bottom of the of the list of games of the week, but I think we saw and we're realizing that the Thursday night games are the bottom of the week, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Chat, uh, I'll quote Lou that uh, Amazon got all the doo-doo games. Yeah, um, it was so bad. <laughs> shout out to Lou Espinosa. Um, but I think, you know, this is not a game that people want to watch unless you are a Jacksonville or Colts fan. And I think we're paying attention to stri strictly out of like, what do we have to worry about in the division? But who you got with regards to Jacksonville and Indianapolis this week? Nah, this is so hard. So last week, the Colts squeaked out a win on on one of the most horrible Thursday, Thursday night games uh, against Denver. It was like, <laughs> was it, 12 to 7? Yeah. I think the, the game was. Um, and then Jacksonville was looking good. They were looking good. And then Jacksonville, Jacksonville last week against the Houston Texans mm -hmm. gave the Texans their first win. Um, with all that being said, I think I still like Jacksonville better. I think they got more. They got more talent on that side. I like Doug Peterson as a coach. I think he can turn it around uh, and get them to playing better than they did last week. Um, Matt Ryan is just not it, man. Like, he, I don't know. He, he fumbled, what, four times his last game. 
Um, he's just not it. They don't have anything on offense. We saw it against the I Titans. Question. Yeah. Do you think that is Matt Ryan or is that that like he just does is not used to not having guys to go to or throw the ball to? I think it's a it's a combination of like it's it's not as he's not Matty Ice anymore, right? And that's why he was ava- he that's why he was available, right? And if we know anything about the Colts, they're here to get any used to be good <laughs> quarterback into their system, right? Well, if it's Philip Rivers, if it's Carson Wentz, yeah. and now Matty Ice, right. yeah, I wonder who they're gonna get next year, right? Like who they're gonna get? That that's that's what a topic we should have is who will the Colts quarterback be next year? Will it be? <laughs> You know, some who, what trash quarterback are they going to have on their team? Uh, I mean, they could get uh, your boy from Denver right now. <laughs> I, I can see a, a Garoppolo being out oh, there. Oh, a Garoppolo. That would be a good one. Yeah. Maybe they really like what Geno Smith does this year, and then they get him, and then we see the New York Jets, <laughs> Geno Smith. Anyways, yeah. So I think it's a combination. He doesn't have anybody to throw to. They don't even have T.Y. Hilton, who's. Who I just realized is a free agent. Yeah. Um, out there, but uh, yeah, I think Jacksonville. Just uh, honestly, I'm I'm picking the coaching of I like Doug Peterson better than I like Frank Reich, yeah. and so I think that, uh, he can bring them up and and take them. So yeah, I'm taking Jacksonville. Primo, you're up next. I got a doozy yeah, very, for you. But we'll never root for Frank. No, never, ever, ever. F that guy. Um, I got a doozy for you next coming up. I got Baltimore versus the New York Giants. Are the New yeah. York Giants for real? Yeah, I do want to say that, like, living in New York and uh, and the Giants, you know, being dark. I, I think, the you know, the Giants being who they are, I think what's going to end up coming up is that they are better than what people expected, but they are not four and one good, right? Like their record is deceiving, even though I'll say this about the Giants. I was having a conversation with a diehard Giants fan, coworker of mine. um, And the conversation we were talking about was like, well, they're off to such a good start that they also are playing the NFC North this year and they're playing the AFC South, which are not strong divisions, right? And the fact that they already beat the Packers, right, in that division of the NFC North, they also beat the Bears, right? And so they're also playing the AFC South. They already beat the Titans, who look like are going to win that division. They could end up right running through both of those divisions and that right there would be a total of eight wins for them if they're able to beat the nsd north and the afc south but they get those eight wins and they do deeply they could actually get possibly maybe even three nsc east teams into the playoffs this year with the giants doing as well because i do think we believe that the giants are not as good or at least i don't believe the giants are as good as dallas or philly but they could rack up enough wins to be able to get themselves to squeeze into the playoffs, particularly with how weak we see the NFC North, um, who I think is only going to have one team get in, which I think is 
talked about that at the beginning. But because of all of that, and I think Baltimore has veteran coach. They obviously got Lamar Jackson. They got too much pride. I'm going to go with Baltimore because I think Baltimore is due. And I think that they at some point will figure it out. And with an inexperienced team, and particularly team led by Daniel Jones, I don't see Baltimore being so weak that they lose to the the New York Giants this week. So I'm going Baltimore Ravens this week against the New York Giants. Yeah, I think that uh, it is crazy that the uh, the NFC East, who we thought was going to be trash, um, is is actually the best in in the NFL right now. It is the AFC yep. West. What we thought the AFC West was. Is it's the NFC East, right? With these three teams uh, leading the way: Giants, Dallas, and Philly. Um, I love that about football. Yeah, you just never know, man. Like I was so yeah. certain that the AFC West was just gonna be lit, but it's not. Yeah. It is not that at all. Besides Kansas City, yeah. like I'm not encouraged by anything going on in the AFC West right now. Yeah, I, I don't think- even really want. Unless it's the Chiefs. Yeah, for real. And then they keep giving these primetime games to Denver. Like, what? I'm so tired. They got another yeah. one this week. They got Monday night. Like, I'm so tired of watching them. Nobody wants to watch that. I mean, they, they fooled the networks just as much as they fooled us. Right? Yeah, like they the did. The network, oh, oh we're going to get like these like high scoring games with Denver. And it's like, ugh. Like, this is, this is not the team to follow. He picked the, the one major wrong team in that division because he should have picked in three. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, but anyway, what else you got for me? Um, so the last game that I got, which I think is the true game of the week, and probably quite possibly might be up for game of the year, is Buffalo at Kansas City. You, I'm, I already said this to you already before we started this episode. You got away with a good one. I think that you, we both would have ended up 0-3 if I didn't give you that Chiefs Raiders one. I gave you that one just because it was exciting because of that division. And now that I think about it, I was like, that was the dumbest thing I could have possibly done. Because we both would have gone to Kansas City anyway. But this is actually one where it is tough to pick. So who you got in what is probably the game of the week of Buffalo and Kansas City? Yeah, um, it probably is the game game of the week, maybe the game of the year. I know last year's playoff game was probably the best game in football history. Yeah, instant classic. Yeah, instant classic. So it's a rematch of that. I just talked up Kansas City. I just talked up Mahomes. I just talked up Kelsey and how dominant they look and how come we don't consider them the best team in the league. And so that being said, I'm still going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Nice. I, I can definitely see how Buffalo is, or if you anybody, if you're gonna pick anybody to be the Chiefs' downfall, it's got to be Buffalo, especially because they have like the history and the grudge, right, to hold against them. Yeah, I think I think uh, they're they're gonna use that this week of uh, you know not winning the coin toss in the playoffs. Um, I think I, honestly, I think if they win that coin toss, they go on to be in Super Bowl champs, right? So they have a lot, a lot to come up with. They got a lot to do. I apologize, I got my kids in the background here, hooting, hollering. <laughs> but uh, they also believe in the Bills. But uh, yeah, Josh Allen, I think he is he is the best uh, QB as far as talent wise, right? I think Josh Allen can do it all. He can run you over. He can run past you. He can throw it over your head. 
He can throw it. You know, he's precise. Uh, Gabe Davis went off last week. Went. I'm so mad that you got that dude. <laughs> he, he absolutely right went now. off. And so I think that that continues. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm picking Buffalo. But anymore, the game that I got for you is not as exciting, but I think it'll be as tight. Um, it is uh, Arizona versus Seattle. I think both of these teams are kind of mid-level teams. Uh, we talked about Seattle earlier on Genius Smith. Arizona is a mid-level team. I think both of these teams are kind of even, honestly, when it comes to football. So I'm interested in uh, who you got on this. Yeah. I, from what I mentioned about Seattle. I think from what you mentioned about Seattle, um, or what we talked about with Seattle and, and what I've seen is that they, they can put up points. And I think that that's what Arizona Right, prides themselves on is like putting up points. Uh, we know about Cliff Kingsbury, your man crush on him, and, and all the genius that he's got too. But I think Arizona and Seattle, I feel like from what I've seen from Seattle is that they'll keep up with you, but they can't pull out the win. And I think that Arizona at this point, based on expectations to start the year, is far more desperate than Seattle is at this point. I think Seattle's content with what they're getting and, and it's probably uh, you know, going beyond expectations, even though they're not getting all those wins, they're, what they're producing is much more than I think what they would have gotten from a Geno Smith-led offense. But I think Arizona knows that they got to win now. And if they don't, you know, win these games, particularly against teams like Seattle, like they're not going to make it to the playoffs. And that their window of possibilities with this offense, with Kyler Murray, with Cliff Kingsbury as a coach, um, it, it's going to drop and they need this win going into next week because next week they get back DeAndre Hopkins. And if they can go and, and start next week getting back DeAndre Hopkins off of a win, I think that this could catapult Arizona's uh, possibilities for the season and put them in a position where they are moving with a much bigger sense of confidence. I think if they lose this game to Seattle, this could be the start of the end of the season for, for Arizona. And I think a lot more drama coming up for them, which is what I've been actually wanting and waiting to see, particularly because that hard knocks in season is on them. Um, but I'm going to go with Arizona in this game. I think Arizona also just, they need it more. They have more weapons. I think they, they're just built to win this type of game, but it's also in Seattle. I'm still going Arizona. Yeah, I think um, the dynamic between Kingsbury and Murray is there's something going on there. I don't I don't feel like they're on the same page. I don't feel like they yep. like each other really. Um, I feel like that, and it's crazy because uh, Arizona gave them both extensions this off season, right? So they're I, it feels like they're kind of married to each other. I think uh, Kingsbury being a head coach in the NFL is finally uh, it's coming to the forefront. Like he should never have this job. Honestly, he should never. He, I don't know how he got this job, other than you know, we we can just talk white privilege all that we want. But yeah. like, there's no reason for him to have to get. A, he didn't produce in college. Um, he didn't do anything. Like, he wasn't good coaching college. I don't understand how he got it, this job in the NFL, other than he was young, and they thought he ran some crazy off. And I say again, and I've said this before, 
He didn't win in college with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. Right? Yeah. He had Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback and he still Very didn't true. win. Um, so yeah, it's crazy to me. I don't understand that dynamic. There's some going on. I am interested in watching it in the hard knocks. So that that'll be fun to see. But yeah, I think that uh I, I don't know. I, I probably would have gone Seattle that pick, but you know, who knows? You know, I do want to say this for for Kingsbury is I feel like he's the guy that he's the guy that I the only thing I can think of of why he would keep getting these jobs because I feel like he was like moved up in every like early in every um, level that he was at. He's got to have a, a great playbook, right? Like he's got to have something that people are like, damn, this could work. Right to keep getting these shots. Um, I don't doubt that it's also the other things you mentioned around white privilege come from a football family, a lot of different things that benefit him, but also, you know, are kind of what you would want in a coach. I would say this though, the last thing about him, the crutch him, especially as your man crutch. He seems to me like he'd be an incredible offensive coordinator, but he's not a head coach. Yeah, absolutely. He's an XO's guy, uh, not necessarily a leader that you need as a head coach. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, he, I don't understand why he couldn't take that route, why they, they didn't give him that route as being an OC first before giving him the head coach. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see how this dynamic goes on. Like I said, they did, they gave them both extensions, so it seems like it, this we're going to see this in Arizona for quite some time. Um, although, although, that being said, Matt Rule got fired and... Thank you. I was just gonna. Yeah, Matt Rule got fired. He was a big college coach, but he is chilling right now. The best coach, yeah. the best job in in the world right now is to be a fired NFL coach, right? Because he can't yep. work for. I think it's a year even. He like he can't go to college next year, or or he doesn't get his contract, right? So yeah, uh, he's going to uh, chill for a while, get his forty million dollars for doing absolutely nothing, for being a horrible head coach. And he gets forty million dollars to sit on his ass. So, and you know what's interesting in thinking about this, like how coaches get moved in this way. I could see a Cliff Kingsbury if it doesn't work out, right? Or this like really gets ugly for Arizona this year. I could see them getting rid of him too to uh -huh. keep Kyler Murray. I could see Cliff Kingsbury being. You mentioned this earlier about the hot seated. Uh, the LA Chargers. I can right. see him being the head coach or a coordinator. Yeah. And I think that those are the pieces that he wants in the style of the offense that he would love to have. have give him Herbert and Eckler, Keenan Allen. I think he could do a lot more with them than we'll in LA. Yeah, I agree. Oh, but he has he has to be an OC. He's not a leader. Don't put him as a coach. Yeah. Keep him as an OC and then you can do something. Well, that wraps up this week's show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Y'all make sure to like, comment, or review today's episode. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's Puro Pinche Primos. You can find us on all major podcast platforms or Google Puro Pinche Primos for our website on Captivate FM. We are the Puro Pinche Primos. Peace. Peace.